Simon Garlick from the Fremantle Footy Club, their CEO, joins us on the line now. Simon, uh, thanks for your time just on that topic. It's a tough life being a sports administrator, isn't it? <laughs> uh, every decision you make gets scrutinised pretty tough. Yeah, you do. You get pulled in a few different directions, Pat. Thanks for having me on, mate. Oh, it's, it's, it's all part of it, that's, and that's the... There's not many downsides um, in working in this industry, and I wouldn't even say this is one, but it's just a reflection of the passion people have for their sport and their, their sporting code, their sporting team, whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, it's always, uh, it's always a talking point. There's no doubt about it, mate. What's your position on the grand final? I'll just throw it straight at you. <laughs> <laughs> MCG contract, I know you're from Victoria. Should we rip it up? Well, I did that. No, uh, you know, I think I caught the end of it, and Scully's mentioning it's just part and parcel of our, our business. So I think... In an ideal world, you know, I'm, I'm now a fully-fledged Sandgrove, I'll have you both know. Um, in an ideal world, it, it, it'd be unbelievable just to spread it around. And we got that small taste of it in Perth a couple of years ago. And I think it I think it was an outstanding outcome. But, you know, we all know the system we work in. And, and you know, Scully touched upon it. I think there's financial requirements that we're all going to meet. And sometimes it's not a, not a perfect world. And this is probably one of those examples. Now, we didn't get you on to talk about that. Uh, fixtures were released on the weekend. Uh, a, a tough draw, obviously, given the success you had last year. It was always going to be a little bit more difficult. But you've had uh, a couple of days now to, to dissect what you've been given. What's your main reaction? Yeah, as you said, Pat, there's certainly nothing unexpected there for us in the sense that um, we all know the system, that we've got the top third, the middle third, and the bottom third. And if you finish in that top six, then you you're going to have a slightly, what's perceived at this point in time as a more difficult draw. The thing, obviously, having been involved for a long period of time, it's amazing how many draws can look really, really difficult in October, November or December um, and perhaps don't turn out to be that way or vice versa. You might think you've got a really good good opportunity from a fixture perspective. Um, but, you know, a side like Collingwood last year, who probably surprised many, come up and you know, were a top four team for most of the year. So... Um, you clearly look for the advantages and not. We focus primarily on um, travel, given you know the challenges that Western Australian teams have. Uh, Six-day breaks, that's what we look for in terms of our priorities from a performance point of view. And we're pretty pleased with how that's ended up on, on both counts in that sense. Um, and then, you know, clearly a massive priority for us is, is our members and fans. So from our home game perspective, uh, we had a, a really significant focus on us having those Saturday afternoon, evening slots, which work really well from our point of view because it allows our families, you know, to get there. It's not too late. Uh, regional supporters also are able to get down and come to the game without, you know, getting home after midnight and the like in some instances. So we're wrapped to have of our first seven home games that are currently locked and loaded from a fixture perspective to have five of them on a Saturday, one on a Friday night, and then the, the derby on a Sunday. It's, um, it's a pretty pleasing draw. Yeah, the, the Saturday games are great and definitely something that the members want. I guess from my perspective and, and looking at it from a, a fan's point of view, watching your away games, I know the home games are sorted, but yep. away games are a little bit tough. Does the AFL take into consideration the time difference enough for, for people watching games here? Because there's that 3.10 Friday afternoon game and then you've also got four away games with a midday or earlier start on either a Saturday or a Sunday. It just makes it really tough for people to be able to tune in and, and watch games away. Yeah, it's far from ideal, perhaps, and we certainly um, register those concerns in our fixture submissions and, and then when we get a, a draft uh, fixture that comes through as well too. Uh, it's, it's not ideal. I can absolutely suggest, well, I know um, and, and can confirm that the AFL consider this and they certainly look at it and they try to assist us where we can. Um, I think what it does outline and is that it's a the draw, the AFL fixtures, is a difficult thing to do. You know, they're trying to 
please 18 clubs. Um, we know the games that are locked in from a marquee perspective, whether they be derbies or showdowns or Anzac Day or whatever it might have been. So the flexibility to give every club what they want is clearly limited. So uh, you take the wins that you can get. And obviously, um, when there's something really significant um, and, and what you've mentioned is uh, you try and fight for the, the little wins here and there where you can. So Overall, we think it's reasonably balanced. Um, you've raised a really good point. Perhaps it's something that we're concerned with, um, but there's not a lot we can do about it right now. Simon, have you been uh, getting into the football side of things since the boys have been back? Have you been watching training? And um, you know, a, a name that'll be on a lot of Fremantle fans' lips is Luke Jackson, and where he's going to play, where he's going to fit in. Has, has he been training well? Has he been fitting in well to the group? Yeah, really well, Scoey. Um, you know, prior to. The boys being officially back, uh, he's obviously, you know, um, he's, a, he's a Perth boy. Um, was already had a great relationship with Jordan Clark um, from coming through the junior ranks together. Uh, and he was training with a number of them in the informal sessions before, before the season itself started. And I think he's, you know, fitted in incredibly well. He's a very likeable young lad um, and, you know, got a great personality in and around a footy club. Uh, so... I think that's the most main priority with Luke at the moment. Obviously, the physical preparation is really significant um, as well, and he's he's doing incredibly well on that front as well. So we've we've been really pleased so far. Actually, obviously, every year there's a significant change. We brought four boys in through the national draft, um, two of our NDA players in addition to that, and then obviously Josh, Jager, and Luke, as you mentioned, came through the trade period. So that's a that's a reasonable mix up uh, and change from previous year. So. There's a bit of a um, getting to know you process, which is a bit what this time, time of year is really good for. Um, I know Luke, Josh and Jager all went on a camp. We um, we went down to Dunsborough and Bustleton down south on a community camp, which is the first time we've been able to get the players in and amongst the community for a number of years. And they all put their hand up straight away and we're keen to do that. So they're integrating really well. And, and so far, pre-season's um, going on a, in a strong fashion. Nat Fife, I, I think I saw a, a... I think it was a typo in a story today from another organisation... Uh, he hasn't stepped down from the captaincy, has he? Oh. No, no, certainly not. Perhaps that wouldn't have been 6BR, of course. It would have been no. another uh, news organisation that got something like that wrong. No, absolutely not, mate. Um, that's, a, that's a process we'll work through. We, we tend to do it. January, February, we'll work through a process where we have input, obviously, from the playing group and the, the coaching staff themselves. And I know it's a topic of discussion. Nat will clearly have a massive influence on, on what he looks to do next year in that sense. Um, from my point of view, point of view and I think it's from Nats as well having caught up with him last week he's looking incredibly fit you know it's the first pre-season he's had without a an operation in I don't know how long um so you know, with a bit of luck we'll have a new recruit running around in number seven next year who might be handy for us uh, is he lighter he looks lighter just just from looking at him on on some vision I've seen I think so mate I, I haven't asked him specifically but you're right I think the, the tends the, he looks like he's carrying a little less weight. He's got, a, I think, he's got enough bulk and and, and he's got the physique to still um, do what he's always done. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's a specific tactic of his or not. But he's certainly looking incredibly fit. And just the fact that he hasn't had that that off-season surgery, I think there was three in the end last year with a couple of setbacks that that were pretty significant for him. So um, yeah, we're really looking forward to him having hopefully an uninterrupted year. Talking with Fremantle Dockers CEO in Simon Garlic. Simon, I saw the AFLW coaching position posted on Seek today. Is that a normal process with a job of that calibre posted on a job website like that? Yeah, I think I actually think a few AFL clubs have done a similar thing in the past. I've been through a few processes from an AFL senior coaching perspective. I think I've appointed three coaches over the years. Um, 
and I've done that once previously. I think, look, we, we're off in earnest in regards to that process. It's highly unlikely that you'll find a candidate through that means. We'll, we'll obviously, we're obviously canvassing candidates at the moment and having some initial discussions and are really enthused with where that's going to end up. So it's unlikely that you'll get it through that format. However, we wanted to ensure that we dot every I and cross every T and, and cast the net as wide as we possibly could. You never want to have run a process as important as this and look back and think, Geez, did we, should have we just done that a little bit more? So that's all it is. Um, we're really excited. We've formed a subcommittee that are going to work through this at the moment. We certainly know what we're looking for in a, in a senior coach, and we, we're hopeful of, um, of appointing someone sooner rather than later without obviously compromising the process in any way. Can you confirm if you were in discussions or uh, offered the job to Jordan Ruffett? No, that's incorrect, perhaps. Yeah, we, Jordan wasn't spoken to during our season or following the review we undertook or after um, Trent's departure. Um, you know, I think there's some licence that was taken. Bob and Jordan, obviously, ex-teammates and, and close friends, so have a relationship there. So I think there might have been some um, some uh, dots joined that perhaps didn't quite add up from uh, from what's actually occurred itself. So we're um, we're really looking forward to undertaking the process and, and getting the best possible candidate we can. Go. He's getting his CV ready uh, as we as we speak. Um, a final one. We're running out of time, unfortunately. It's it's pretty much a, a year and a bit on since your strategic plan was launched, aiming for the eighty thousand members, the average crowds of fifty k, winning flags by twenty twenty five, and being top three in sponsorship and revenue. Do you feel like you're on the right track? Certainly feel like it was mentioned a couple of times at our members meeting last week, and and with a few groups that I've spoken to, perhaps that it, it was a real year of progression and. Um, we were pleased with what 2022 brought, but certainly no satisfaction um, from that perspective. There's, a, there's no contentment. Um, you, know, you mentioned one of them. We were, we were top four in average crowds uh, last year, which is an incredibly pleasing result, and I think an indicator of what we can become as a club if we're able to contend consistently, which is at the cornerstone of the whole strategic plan. So I think we made some genuine strides. We've got a long, long, long way to go. We've got a huge amount of work in front of us, um, I'm incredibly pleased from a people and culture perspective. We've got the right people within our organisation and we'll, we'll keep adding to that over time. But um, I think overall 2022 was a step in the right direction. Um, but we've got a lot of work in front of us. We spoke about uh, uh, what well, was spoken about from the, the members forum um, that fans and we spoke about fans off the top and the impact that they have. Um, with the, the backlash that's been around from some fans about Woodside being a sponsor, how do you sit with that now? And, and is it becoming more difficult as, as more fans become involved in that? Oh, look, we understand and acknowledge that climate change and sustainability are key social issues for our members and supporters, our players, staff, and even in the broader community in particular. So we, this, this issue is a really important one and a complex one. We're not a political organisation per se as a club but we understand the reach and influence we have and we've got a really diverse fan base who have you know, wide ranging views in relation to a whole bunch of topics including this one. So from our perspective we, we take all that sort of feedback and, and input on board and we consider it um, in any decision we make uh, and our commercial partnerships are no different. I think it's really important and that we acknowledge this and we continually do is that Woodside have been an unbelievably uh, important and generous partner of ours for a long period of time, a bit over a decade now. Um, and we'll continue to just work through uh, the process with them in coming months and update our members and fans as and when we, we confirm. Simon, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you having me on, boys. Cheers.